It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hello, master debaters, and welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. My God. So I'm old enough to remember 2016 when uh, there were 1,700 people on the debate stage, and it was really overwhelming. So I thought with a slightly smaller field and a more reasonable threshold for getting candidates on stage, like they have to achieve so many polling benchmarks, that it would be a little bit better. But I realized... I don't think I like anyone who's running for president. And I don't think there's anyone who's going to get into the race that I'm going to like anymore. And uh, because of that, I'm terrified that we're going to end up with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And what that makes us is we've got one in each hand. We've got Donald Trump and we've got Joe Biden. And we're basically like a nutty little Britney Spears dancing around in a bikini with two knives. That's that's what we become as the electorate. We're just Britney Spears cutting ourselves. Shouldn't be shocked when we bleed and need stitches because that's what we put ourselves through. So I was hoping that this second presidential debate uh, would be better and more fruitful and the cream would rise to the top. But instead, you have a group of candidates uh, and there are many of them and they are all really bad at swimming And they're trying desperately flapping their limbs and their gums in order to save themselves. But a single life preserver has been thrown into the water. And they're all elbowing each other to figure out a way to be the only person who gets the life preserver. Uh, But I think they all drowned last night. Um, I thought it was Nikki Haley's debate to lose. She does great sometimes, but like every other candidate... um, it's, it's like over-salting the lasagna. Like a little bit of salt brings out the sweetness and the tomato sauce and the earthiness and the mushrooms and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But too much and all you taste is salt. And that's what happens when, when she goes too hard on her attacks. And I realize, you know, Tim Scott is, is not going to be her best friend. It's like Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris It's the same dynamic with Tim Scott and Nikki Haley from, you know, big, important states, but there can be only one. And the way she went after Tim Scott is not the best way to dispense with Tim Scott. And I don't even think that she won the debate. I I don't know if anyone, and and, it is like herding cats. They're all so desperate for attention and so desperate for a moment that they step on themselves and each other by over-talking and cross-talking. And and except for, like, some sort of an attack llama who who ran on stage and and spit at all of them if they didn't stop talking, they did. They they cut their microphones at different times, and even that didn't seem to help. And God bless the moderators, uh, Dana Perino and Stuart Varney, my friends, two of my friends, and Ilya Calderon. She did fine. She was good. She, you know, she's real obsessed with immigration and... That's okay, and no one really answered her questions. But I don't think, I, I, short of, like, Ric Flair and The Rock getting on stage and 
pile driving and body slamming people. I don't know that you can have moderators that can contain this field, which is so desperate and so mediocre all at the same time. And I know, I know Chris Christie really feels like he scored points by saying, we don't call you Donald Trump. We call you Donald Duck. And Chris Christie's like, yeah, sick burn. He looks sickly. He does, he does not look well. And as we have seen from polling, people have less of an appetite for someone with physical or mental ailments than they do about someone who's maybe innately corrupt. So Chris Christie and, and Michael Malice had <laughs> Malice had a picture of Porky Pig and uh, Donald Duck and said, Chris Christie, Porky Pig called out Donald Duck. And it was very funny. I'm not doing it justice. I, w- what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm not going to steal uh, his brilliance, but go on Michael Malice's uh, Twitter, Instagram page, and, and you will see. Uh, it's brilliant because Chris Christie is is not the most disciplined candidate in terms of his appetites, and it shows, and he doesn't look good, and he's very thin-skinned. He's going after Donald Trump. He'll never, ever, ever get the nomination. I think the only reason he's there is because he's mad at Donald Trump, and he just wants a platform to insult him. He thinks he's going to do very well in New Hampshire. He might come in second or third. It's not going to change the race. It is not going to catapult him. He would break the catapult. Is that is that too cruel to say? But what it reminded me of, all of these candidates, and, and Doug Borgum, he's so boring. He's so boring. And sure, every once in a while, he'll be like, yeah, free markets, cut spending. And I'm like, yay, but it's not enough to get me actually excited because I don't care how much money you have. He's never going to move the needle. So you have all these people on stage just like, they are like the seagulls in Nemo. All I hear is mine, 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 my question, mine, my response, mine, mine. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. So between Britney Spears with two knives and a bunch of desperate, hungry seagulls, I don't think anyone emerged victorious. I don't think there is a winner. I don't think any of these people are going to be president. At best, uh, they're jockeying for the vice presidency, which I have said that is the most important position in 2024. Because everyone knows that for whatever reason, whatever infirmity or whatever um, jailing prevails, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, there's no way that either one of them are going to serve out a full four-year term. Therefore, the vice presidential nominee becomes so much more important, more so than in any election we've had in the modern era. So whoever gets that second spot, and I hope to God, I hope it's not Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I think they're both awful, and I think they're anti-patriotic, and I think they have done an incredible disservice to this country. Um, I guess I could stomach Nikki Haley. Ron DeSantis probably won't get it because he's engaged with Trump too much, 
and he would never allow that. Plus, having someone from Florida doesn't do him any favor. So I think DeSantis is out of the running for the, the Veep stakes. Rather. But Vivek did fine, but he reminds me of Elvez. E-L-V-E-Z. Go look it up if you don't know who I'm talking about. And that was a distraction. Um, I also felt like he looked a little like Wayne Newton at our rockabilly fair. That was also distracting. Um, I, I like some of his ideas. He does not respond appropriately to criticism because he smiles so gleefully when he's being criticized when he doesn't have an answer for his past sins that it reminds me of Kamala Harris laughing nervously whenever she is given a question that she doesn't know the answer to or she's confronted with something that makes her look like an ignoramus, which is pretty much everything, which is why she laughs all the time. And that's also why people assume that she's just drinking her way through the vice presidency, which is a solid move at this point, because, hey, man, if you're uh, if you're not going to change the world, then you might as well celebrate happy hour early. So which one of these people, none of them are going to be president. Glenn Youngkin is going to come in and he'll be fine. But again, not a transformational candidate. And I I don't like any of them enough to ever get excited. What they need to do in the next debate is stop with just the Republicans, just the Democrats. Bring on some, like get rid of the dead weight. And by that, I mean uh, Borgham and Chris Christie, just you know, oh, I did. I missed Asa Hutchinson so much. Like, you know, the fire in my loins was gone, not being able to sleep through his answers. But you need to bring on the candidates who uh, people are truly intrigued by. And that means not just Republicans, like truly open it up. If you had Spike Cohen and RFK Jr. on that stage, that would be worth watching. They Then you would see some real challenges to what is ultimately a very shared worldview. Uh, Vivek has played that role. Uh, He was a little bit more successful in landing body shots in the first debate, although his poll numbers went down because the more he attacked, the less likable he became. And uh, this time around, he seemed a little overcoached. But if you had RFK Jr. and Spike Cohen, who was the vice presidential nominee for the Libertarian Party in 2020, they would really shake up the stage. And, and that's what we have to do at this point. You know, it's no more business as usual. And hey, man, if Newsom wants to come on stage and debate with these guys, I know he's going to debate Ron DeSantis on Fox News, which is going to be fantastic. Like that, that will be more worthwhile than everyone talking over each other, you know, a, a baker's dozen of desperate attention whores. I know it's not a baker's dozen, um, but it will be Newsom, DeSantis, and then if you inject RFK Jr., Spike Cohen, and Newsom into the next Republican debate, that will be worth watching. And you will actually have different generations. You will have the TikTok generation. They won't sit and watch it because they don't have the attention span, but they will uh, at least tune in for 15 seconds of abstracted TikTok videos the next day. And that's a win for America. Hey, this has been Kennedy Saves the World. Always great talk and debate with you. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.
Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.